Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello! Welcome. This is a new spin on Autism Answers. I am Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. But you can call me Lynette Louise. I am so excited about today's show. But before I get into that, and by the way, by the way, people, normally, this is a podcast, so normally, you know, a week or two before I put the show up, we, you know, we record it, and then I go through and I edit, clean it up a little bit, and you'd never know sometimes, but I do, and <laughs> and today we're not going to have that luxury, so my guests are on the hot seat. They have to do it, do it, do it, and then I'm going to put it up for you to hear today, because I am behind schedule, because, you know, I'm not all that organized. Which is fine for me, but wouldn't be fine for today's guests. If they weren't organized, they wouldn't have pulled off what they're pulling off. So now that I've tweaked your interest a little bit, let me tell you to remember to stay to the very end of the show where we will do Stories from the Road. And today's guests are also going to be the OK, OK, Great Guest Giveaway. So it's going to be a fantastic show. They are great friends of mine. I've known them for a long, long time. They're wonderful people. You are going to be blessed to hear from them, hear their story, hear what they've just accomplished and what they're planning to accomplish in the future. So I'm very excited about this. It ties with last episode because last episode we talked with a family, if you recall, uh, that had built a car wash for special needs people. And what they were taking care of is these adults that end up, you know, mostly they were focused in autism, but they had other special needs as well. And they're trying to take care of this problem that exists out there of kids growing up and ending up with no services and nothing to do. And in fact, they're very gifted and able to help with different chores and and different jobs, and they should be given the opportunity. Well, we're going to do a stream of that, and that's similar to what's going on today. So I'm going to introduce you to Cherry and Scott Sains. We're going to talk to them one at a time so that it doesn't get too crazy in here and hard to listen to. So we're going to start with Cherry. And I'm going to say welcome to the show, Cherry. Thank you so much, Lynette. It's great to hear you, your voice and, and to be a part of this project. So how long have we known each other, do you figure? I would say at least 15 years, maybe 20 yeah, I'm very long, a very, very long time. Yes, a very long time. So we, it's funny because today I sat down this morning and I went, oh my gosh, it's 2016. I bought my house here and it's 10 years ago. What have I done for the last 10 years? And it was amazing. So I was then thinking about the podcast that we were about to do and all that you've accomplished. And it's really, truly amazing what you can get done when you really apply your love to your kids. And I'd have to say that you and Scott have been exemplary at proving that love moves mountains. So let's start with a little bit of your story. Well, um, we actually moved to the Berkshire Mountains um, uh, back in um, 1999. 
and uh, we're doing the Sunrise Rise program here uh, for our son Jake. And then uh, he went went on to go to to public school in their in their life skills program here at the local high school. And we had a good experience there, but as you know, at age 22 here in Massachusetts anyway, uh, kids uh, are no longer available or are able to go to, to public school. So okay, okay. Carrie, let's be- tell them who Jake is. Let's give them, so Jake was born with a failure to thrive, is that correct? Yes, yes. Um, Jake is going to be 24 actually next week, and uh, but he was b- born with failure to thrive and uh, and autism. He was diagnosed with autism at um, uh, around age two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've always done everything that we can think of to help him. Um, he had many feeding issues and and things like that that were uh, associated with speech. And um, he, uh, Jake, is uh, doesn't have a lot of words. Uh, we we understand him, uh, but uh, he does have challenges in in the communication area and cognitive as well. And so we've always just tried to create the best world that we can for him. Okay, one more question to you, and then I'm going to give Scott a chance. Um, so he also had some. I remember his lips were going blue, and you were doing some tests on that, and you found something else out about his challenges. What was that? Do you, I don't. Yeah, uh, Jake also has mitochondrial disorder, um, and so and it, it is of the respiratory chain, and um, so um, he does have challenges with breathing and has a, sort of an abnormal breathing pattern uh, from time to time. Okay. Okay. So Scott, let's let you pipe in for a second here. So let's, you're going to pick up where that left off. One of the things that I want people to understand about your situation, because the last uh, family business that I talked to, they had a very different focus and their child was high functioning. So let's talk to the challenges of dealing with someone who's lower on the spectrum and much more challenged and creating something for him as an adult that you've now tried to do. Well, that's exactly right. When, when, uh, Jake's got lots of challenges, and they're, not all, they're physical, and they're also he has autism as well. And what uh, Cherry wanted to create is a situation where uh, once the uh, child ages out of school, that they be included in the community, integrated in the community, not excluded. So many of these kids... You know, when Jake was diagnosed, he was one in 2,500 kids on the autism spectrum scale 20 years ago. Now it's one in 68, according to the CDC, one in 50 boys. So these kids, he's on the front line of these kids, are now becoming adults. And once they get out of uh, public education, there's really not a lot out there for kids that have severe challenges and aren't otherwise employable. So they... A lot of times we'll go out on the farms or go into homes or just stay home all day long. And we didn't want that for Jake and other kids with special needs challenges that would keep them be, from being otherwise employed. And our view was, and Cherry's view was, that every kid, no matter the challenge, uh, has something to offer. And uh, we want them to live to their potential. And so she created... Uh, went around thinking about what she could create that would be very communal. And a tea house came to mind because unlike things like a Starbucks or coffee houses that are about pumping up with caffeine and getting yourself motivated, and a tea house has more of a 
very communal feel to it, just by nature. And uh, we thought that there could be no more, uh, no better community than Great Barrington, which is a very progressive community here in the Berkshire uh, Mountains of Massachusetts, to have a tea house right here in town. And we found an old Victorian house that was a stone's throw from the main street here in Great Barrington. Uh, Cherry worked uh, for nine months to modify it and make it just perfect for uh, a spectrum of special needs young adults. And we opened our doors last Monday, so we've been open a week and uh, giving uh, special needs young adults a place to get vocational training, to get some therapy and uh, dayhab, but really more than anything to integrate and be included in our community. And uh, so far the reception here has just been wonderful, and the young adults we've got involved in the program are just loving it, loving uh, interacting with people and serving at the front lines and doing all kinds of things that a tea house would involve. So there's two things I want you to, to hit on, then I'm going to go back to Terry. One is the name of the tea house because it's awesome. And then the other is my, the, my thought that comes to mind when we give real work that's communal and integrated and all that, but real work, not fake work where you create some you know, project just so they can move a button. Um, it has a, a future in it. It feels like forward momentum for the young adults with special needs. And I think that's a big thing that you're adding, a big component you're adding to their lives. So just your thoughts on that and then the name of the tea house because it's so great. <laughs> yeah, Go Extra Specialties was the reason we named it Extra Specialties. It's one word, too. It's the, the capital E-S-T, and that's what we're calling it a lot here is um, E-S-T, um, That comes because we're working with an extra special population. We feel like we serve extra special tea. We've been uh, blessed by Tiesta Tea out of Chicago. It's a young, uh, very active tea company that's been out for five years. It has already thrown two fundraisers for us. Uh, And so we wanted to serve extra uh, special tea from extra special people, and that's how we came up with the name. Um, And you're right. You know, the jobs that we're creating at Extra Special Teas, and there's a litany of jobs. Uh, of, uh, what we want to offer is the job that will let the young adult reach his or her potential. And so whatever the challenges of that job are, we kind of try to raise the bar, get them integrated. Everybody gets a little floor time, including Jake, who's nonverbal. He'll be on the floor uh, sometimes, integ- uh, you know, Involving himself with the community. We feel like that the, any kind of prejudice you feel against special needs people, especially ones that are lower on the functioning scale, is born of ignorance. It's people yeah. just not being exposed to uh, young adults that are uh, limited in, in, in the typical things that you'd see people do in social interaction and what have you. And it's that limitation because they're excluded that everybody gets preconceived notions about what they can or can't do. We're trying to toss all that out the window and allow, these, allow the community in, to interact and see that every single person involved has something special to offer. And so we give them jobs that uh, will kind of reach their potential and beyond. And you never know. You, you give somebody like this a sense of purpose and a daily sense that they can achieve, and the sky's the limit. 
Absolutely. And we're going to go back to Terry. So one of the things that what Scott just said made me think of is, and it's a thought I've had many times, is this whole exclusion problem, the problem that exclusion creates, which is why you don't know what to do when you meet somebody who's very special, extra special. And it's just a lack of exposure. You know, if you've never worked with a computer, you're intimidated by that as well. It doesn't matter what it is or who it is. If you've never encountered it, if you've never encountered a black person in your life, you're intimidated. So what we have to do to gift, not so much, yes, the people that are working, the extra special people, but to gift the customer, to gift the person who feels intimidated when they walk into a grocery store and see someone who's extra special and doesn't know how to handle it. Here is an opportunity for you to get the skills you need, the exposure you need, the integration you need to really enjoy and know how to be with people like this. And that brings something beautiful to both of you. So, Cherry, my thought or question really is, this is a big challenge. Like, what you're doing is working with people, you know, you're not saying, oh, I'll only take the high-functioning ones that are basically capable but have some perseverations. So how did you plan it? Like, it's very brave of you. So there's that. And I'm going to give you a compliment before I let you talk. And that is, Terry is probably the best interior decorator you've ever seen. Every time she does a party, every time she does anything, the pictures of every plate, of every cup, of every, she's like amazing. So if you go to extra specialties, you're going to see something beautiful. I don't have to see it to know that's true. So there's your compliment. Now let's talk about the challenge of working with getting this going. Well, first of all, I'll say about that compliment. I have some really, really good friends who have been really very instrumental in helping me put together the creative side of it, and we really have had some wonderful time doing it. And actually, some of the people that are extra special people in our program even got involved early on volunteering their time to help us create it, so they were also a part of it. Um, but uh, it's been just our part of our mission from the very beginning uh, not to not only create the opportunities for the extra special people, but to integrate integrate uh, the people from our community with our extra special people because uh, we believe that when people and extra special people come together that something magical happens and we really... I do feel like we have created this magical environment here, and I really hope that, you know, when people come here, they're going to be inspired uh, by it when they, they see the, all the things that our people are accomplishing. And one of the things in, in, in our decor was that we kept in mind, we really wanted to create this really happy place down in the heart of the community, not like outside of the community on a farm or uh outside of the, the downtown area. We really wanted it to be right downtown. And um, uh, really, so far, it's been just, the, the reception has been just amazing. I mean, exact, what we, exactly what we had hoped for is happening. People are, people, the first thing they say is how, they, how happy they feel when they're here. And um, they're very, actually very patient with our people. Uh, our extra special people, and our, I'm just so pleased how everyone's already taking on m- more and more uh, challenging, uh, uh, you know, job opportunities. They really are seizing the moment. They want to learn. They're curious, 
and everyone wants to be on the T-Room floor. So uh, we're, we're real excited Scott's about saying. how it's all starting to unfold. Yeah, Scott keeps going on and off. I don't know what's happening, but I'm that's what those things and I'm stuff are. It's okay, up. Scott. You're back. We got you back. <laughs> okay, so I have to do a little mid-show break. And when I come back, I would love to hear two things. One, maybe from Scott, you can tell us the future plans of Extra Specialties because I was looking at your website. And uh, we'll talk about your website so people can find you. And then, Cherry, what I'd love from you, or maybe from both of you, is a real tangible story. I have, you know I have an Extra Special son. And so I know that I'm sitting there going, so you want to be an actor. How can I make that happen? Uh, right, and when you're looking at someone who's super challenged and you're trying to find um, a world for them and incorporate the rest of the world and make it better for everybody, there are stories, there are moments where you go, all right, so you didn't really pull that off, how can I help you? And this is a story show, it really gets to people's hearts. So if you can dig in and find a story of what took you from thinking about the real Jake, let's make Jake real for them, um, to this idea. That'd be awesome. You are listening to A New Spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as The Brain Broad. And we are talking with Cherry and Scott Sains. They've created something awesome called Extra Special Teas. It's in the Berkshires. They're going to give us the website and all that at the end of the show, so you got to keep listening. Um, besides, this is a fantastic idea, and I'm just so excited to have them on the show talking about it. I've, I've watched them and me together just kind of grow our families and try to figure life out and, and come up with great answers to things. And this is one of the greatest answers I've seen in a long time. So I'm very excited about their project, and I hope you, if you're in the vicinity ever, you need to go and check it out. Um, remember to stay to the very end of the show where we'll do stories from the road. And before I let them go... Scott and Cherry are going to be our okay, 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 great guest giveaway. And we are back. So let's start with you, Cherry. Do you have a, sort of a, a story of, you know, just thinking how can I help Jake and what he was, where he was at? Is he um, just finishing school? Was it before he finished school? Just sort of let's make it real. Well, um, you know, I certainly came up with the idea about three years ago before, before Jake finished school and, and started looking around at different possibilities and, and really just didn't really see what I, what my vision would be for Jake. And so that's what really inspired me to create this. Um, you know, I guess, uh, if one of my fears, uh, what would have been, well, will he really, I'm creating this, will he really participate in Want to want to be a part of this, and so I do have an example of of uh, just recently. I uh, we had been going to the tea house. This is before we opened. We were very busy preparing everything, and I get all dressed and ready to go. And I but I had a meeting that day, and Jake wasn't going to be able to go to the tea house with me. And he got a hold of my arm and grabbed me like, well, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be going to the tea house today. What's going on? And so that, I think, that was just really inspiring to me to know, okay, I'm really on the right track. He really, really wants to, you know, to come and be a part of this. And, um, he just, he, he literally giggles the entire way here. I mean, he is, he's just, so happy to come. And the other workers are too. I, I have 
two examples. One, one is from uh, one, one of the girls that's part of the program. I got the sweetest note from her, like real, after her first day of being here, uh, and um, said she said, you know, thank you for creating this extra special place for me. And then she said, um, thank you for creating a place where I can be be myself. And oh, that's um, awesome. once again, knew I was on track. And then another guy. Uh, had come and hung out at, at at our grand opening and was part of of, of helping with everything and uh, and he said to me, well, I can't wait for the the Christmas party. And I thought, well, I didn't really say we were having the Christmas a Christmas party, but of course we will. <laughs> but but I think that the the underlying thing that he was trying to get across, he already felt a sense of community here. Yeah. And and um, so that just warmed my heart to know that not only for Jake that I'm creating opportunities, you know, for uh, the other for other, the other workers. I really love that you started with, you know, it's so common that someone like Jake is in the situation where they are and you go to leave without him and he grabs your arm. And I just want to make this point because there's people listening that could use this moment. I'm often teaching, keep track of what's going on so you can understand the nonverbal person. And too often someone goes, why is he pulling at me? And they underestimate the cognitive awareness of, no, I, I want to go too. They, they just mm-hmm. go, they separate. You know what I'm talking about, right, Cherry? They'll separate oh, that moment out and call it just pulling at me instead of saying, wait a minute, normal, I was going to take him, now I'm not, he's wanting to go. And mm-hmm. so this gestural language needs to be appreciated and understood as a form of communication. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I would add to that, too, uh, you know, Lynette, because everybody talks about uh, the different children that have the savant skills, and that's what you see normally. Right. And people will look at me with uh, Jake, who can barely talk, and here I am, a trial lawyer who makes my living being articulate. And they'll say, how do you feel about that, Scott? And I'll, I'll look at my kid, and I'll say, you know, my dad has a son, me, who's successful and articulate, and socially at, and if he's lucky, he gets to see me about once every six months. I've got a little boy that every time I wake up, every time I walk through the door, and I say little boy, he's almost 24, he gives me 100 kisses every day. Right. Who's better off? It's just, yeah. it's just different. And as soon as you understand it's different, his savant skill is that he's the most loving, accepting kid you've ever seen in your life. All he wants to do is to love people and interact with them. And, you know, a lot of that, I think, has to do with the fact that he was in a Sunrise program for 12 years that was very accepting of him. Right. And, and that's all he grew up knowing. Right. But his, his skill is he comes to a place to interact and to give that love, and he, he just shines at, at this tea house. And so if people want to be around uh, these young adults that have this sense of innocence that is just beautiful, and, and to share that, that uh, energy and that love, well, come to Extra Specialties, and you'll feel it. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. That's really well said. And absolutely, I have the same thing with Dar. We snuggle, and I mean, I've how lucky I am I? <laughs> I've seen it, right. 
Right. Right. I always say if I didn't have Dar, I'd go get married again, and we know that didn't work out for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about the website and your future plans, because like, you have like a huge co- a concept of what this could be. I'm so excited by it. I think I might get one, by the way, if I get more organized. Yeah. <laughs> well, we would love to have these all over the country, mm-hmm. but we got to make this one start up first. Um, you can, you know, the Extra Specialties is just getting off the ground here in, in Great Barrington. We're a nonprofit. We rely upon uh, people's just being helpful and giving and donating to uh, open the doors of opportunity to young adults that uh, don't have chances otherwise. You can go to our website, which is extraspecialties.org. It's all one word. And... Um, you can watch a three-minute introductory video that talks all about us and, and what we've tried to create. But we really do uh, rely on private individual donations to make this work. It's not uh, really about the sale of tea, although we have fabulous tea. It's more about giving opportunities to those that are less fortunate. And so we would encourage everybody to just go to our website. Like I said, the video is three minutes. And if you spend three minutes, you'll know all about us, and maybe you can help out. Yeah, and there's a donate button. It's all, oh, sorry, go ahead, Terry. Sorry, I would just add to that that it's extra special T's, T-E-A-S, at the end. Okay. Um, plural. Everybody to be able to find <laughs> and we're it. we're hoping to be plural. We're hoping, like you said, Lynette, we're hoping to have, you know, if this can get off the ground and get going, we would love to open up tea houses uh, all over the state and all over the country. We would love to see uh, people. It's a nonprofit. It's nothing, you know, 100% of the proceeds go right back into making this business get off the ground and, and hopefully uh, opening other tea houses and, and making this kind of availability because all of these kids, they're, they're talking about uh, something like 50,000 uh, kids are becoming adults every year for the next 10 years. That'll be a half a million uh, adults on the autism spectrum scale without the ability to work. And right. Right. we'd like to give them that chance. Right, and I'd I'd like to, you know, just do a little plug for you myself because of all of the concepts I've seen to solve this problem from, you know, people having farms where the kids come and work to even the car wash and all the different things that I've seen, this is the most sort of community-based that has, instead of taking them and separating them or having them do a job for someone that stands back and watches it happen, this actually evolves, this concept is beautiful, 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 because it evolves a kind of connectedness that is missing. And it allows for every level of functioning and really creates something special. I really love it. And I'm hoping that somebody's listening to the show and says, hey, you know, I'd like to either contribute or go or maybe even open my own and be a part of it and talk to you. Um, so please, people, really check this out. This is this is probably, of all the things I've seen, my favorite. And it's not just because I really love these people already. It's because they've come up. I love good people. That's why. I, <laughs> they've come up with something awesome. So um, listen, read their mission statement. Go to their donate button. Give them a little money. And really, if you're anywhere in the vicinity, maybe you can, okay, 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 it's time for the great guest giveaway. Get some tea. So let's talk about that. How much tea are we willing to give away? Well, Let's take, we, okay, Cherry, you take it. We will, we will uh, give a, uh, a uh, four-ounce tin of our Tiesta uh, Fireberry Tea uh, for the first five people who walk through the door. 
Awesome. So uh, those five and, people... And mention this podcast. Right. They have to say, a new spin on Autism Answers, and you have to ask for Cherry. Okay? Because otherwise somebody favorite. else might not know. Hmm? Fire, Fireberry's my favorite, so she's giving you the best yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you, can, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. And uh, all, that information is on at our website on how to, to uh, connect all right. with those. All right. And where exactly, what's your cross streets? Um, we are, uh, our address is to Elm Street. We're a half a block off of Main Street in Great Barrington. We're surrounded by Berkshire Bank in a small Victorian house. Um, and um, it is across the street from Yellow House Books. Okay, you have no excuse not to find the place now. You can look them up on their website. You've been given the actual area to, to look in, and it's got a big EST on top, and it's a white building. It's gorgeous. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Is there anything when you think in terms of this is sort of your moment to say whatever you want? Both of you, you will take turns. Um, just something that you would like to give out as advice or, or that you some piece of information that made your life better, raising Jake. And, and Jake's not your only child. You have Molly, too, which is a story in itself and a, a success story as well. But doesn't we don't have time. But just to, to, to say that so everyone knows your wonderful parents. Um, just a piece of advice, each of you. Let's start with Cherry. Well, I would just say don't ever give up. Just always keep going. I mean, there were many roadblocks on, um, well, certainly uh, in Jake's in his development and, and helping him at, at every stage of his life. Um, but uh, he's, he's now part of the community, and we, we've created a place where he can do that. And But there were many roadblocks in trying to create this project. So if you're thinking about creating a project like this, there is quite a bit of red tape that, that you, you will have to go to, through to, to get something like this open, but um, it's so worth it. And just don't let people get you down. Just keep on, keep your vision, keep your mission in mind, and keep going, and it will happen. And uh, I just think that all of us uh, who have kids on the spectrum just need to stick together and, and try to help each other and Think, that, think about that and share information on how we got through the various roadblocks. And, and Lynette, thank you for creating this venue for all of us to, uh, to connect in that way. You're welcome. And Scott? Well, I would just say to focus on the opportunities that this uh, having autism, whatever special needs uh, you have in your family, uh, look at the opportunities that it, it gives you. We go through life, a lot of people go through life uh, with just a steady daily doldrum kind of life, which can be fine, but what this lays in your lap is a new set of priorities and opportunities for you to grow bigger, grow your love bigger, and, um, and if you can view it that way, there's, there's nothing that can keep you down. And that's the gift you're giving everybody with extra specialties, an opportunity to do exactly that. Nicely said. All right, thank you so much, uh, both of you, for being a part of the show. I'm really excited to put it out there and have people hear about extra specialties. And I, come on, guys, you have to go and have some tea. All right, thank you for being here. And I have to close the show now, so you go ahead and, and say goodbye. Thank you so much, Lynette. Goodbye. We really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, for creating this, Lynette. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.
and they're going to go ding, ding. Normally I edit that out, but, you know, today I don't have a chance, so I'm just going to close the show. Okay, it is time for Stories from the Road. Um, before I get into the story, though, remember it's www. Nobody ever says that part anymore, but I like the way it sounds off my tongue. www. Extra special teas plural. Org. And uh, it's really worth a look-see. It's a pretty amazing concept. I love that they sort of have set out their dreams for the future, but they're, of course, taking care of the present and making sure that this succeeds the way it is. But I really think it's something that you want to you know, pay attention to. I'm, I'm very excited about it. Okay, and with that in mind, and given that it was about extra specialties, I think that the story from the road ought to be about my one of my very favorite young men. And he's actually been on this show. He's from France. And uh, he... The reason I, I say this is because I want to make a point of love being the motivator, being the thing that congeals everything, the thing that life is for, the reason for existence. There's too much about skill acquisition and not enough about community and love and, and you know, getting deeply involved with others, especially in relationship to autism because there's this myth, and it's a myth, that autistic people do not bond. It's a ridiculous myth, and it is created by us believing it. When you find an autistic person who's not bonding, it's because you're not bonding. Trust me, I prove it every single time I meet a child. If you don't believe me, go watch Fix It in 5 on the Autism Channel, or go to my website and click over on the Fix It in 5 and watch it on Vimeo. However you do it, find out that that's a myth, otherwise you'll perpetuate it. So what I love about this extra specialty is, is it's sort of taking that bonding love that we do in our home and building it into the community. So I'm thinking of this boy, or young man now, that, that I worked with, and when I first, I've talked about him before, when I first met him, he would hit himself in the face a lot and bleed a lot, and his hands were all scarred from the hitting in his face. You know, it was, it was messy. Uh, but he was lovely and bilingual, but not speaking um, in a, you know how it is. Though he could speak words, they weren't really the communication concepts that you wanted to share. There was just a lot of words from a lot of languages, um, as too strongly, and he actually was trilingual. So I, I worked with him, and, and he got more calm, and he eventually went to a college. I think I've talked to you about him before, but what, what I want to bring up here is, so there were things at this college. It was like a a college, but like a workplace. Um, it was in England. He was from France. His parents flew him all the way over there because his mom found this great place. And he did stuff like glass blowing and, you know, black <laughs> blacksmith work. I mean, who does that anymore? And you would think, what's the point of that? You know, will he ever do this? Will he ever use it? He weaved, for goodness sakes. And at one level, it sounds ridiculous because it's not learning the skills that you will do in the moment. But here's the thing. There was a kind of attraction to the people in his world. There was a kind of love going on and a kind of community happening. And so he got skills that he would never have gotten that now are cross-discipline skills and have led to him working and being one of the prized employees in a dry cleaning place. 
because he's a great presser. He's very, very, you know, specific about getting the creases just right and getting his work done. And so even though those things he did in that college were not, um, on the surface, prepping him for the job that he loves so much now, they were. Because they were showing him a love of learning, a love of work. It was a very special place. And very special family, by the way. They were very supportive, very wonderful. And this love of community is what builds skills. And it's what we usually leave out when trying to help a special needs person. So the glue that binds is left out. It's as if we think, I shouldn't say we because I don't think it, but you know, in the world of special needs so often, it looks like the therapists and the behaviorists and stuff believe that we have to get the child or adult to a certain cognitive place, a certain skill acquisition has to take place before love can happen, before connection can happen. But it's the other way around. I know I talk about this a lot, but it's really, really true. And it's really hard to change what out in the world is taught to you backwards. Love comes first. Community comes first. Integration comes first. Connection comes first. And then, out of that, is born the desire to do the skills. Please remember that. This boy has gone from beating his face and scaring everybody and constantly walking really fast down the streets of Paris to he now lives, you know, in a semi independent state and works and he's looking at his next step he'll be leaving college soon so you know life is what happens when you're making other plans is the saying and it's kind of true because when you're busy planning to give a child skills without putting in the love what happens is behaviors but when you put in the love when that's what you're busy doing then life happens and the skills grow So focus where you will all be most rewarded. Focus in the love and in the community and in the adorable nature of being a part of such a diverse world. And you will just be benefited, I promise. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. This is a new spin on Autism Answers. You can also call me the Brain Broad. And thank you for being here because without you, I'd just be talking to myself. Oh, yeah, question. Is the idea that autistic people... Can't bond a miss? Answer, absolutely. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of a new spin on autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear.